I am going to conclude a word I shared some weeks back, um, which is entitled Discovering and Using Your Gifts to Advance God's Kingdom and to Serve Humanity. So with that, I want to pray, and then I'll get into the word. So Father, we really want to thank you once again for this opportunity that we have to hear your word. And I pray that you will really help us not only to identify our giftings that you have given to us, but Lord, you will help us to use these giftings to serve you, serve those around us, and advance your kingdom to your glory. So Father, I pray that as I share, you'll speak through me, that you'll use me, O oh God, to speak right into the hearts of those who are hearing this word. So we give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So I want to just recap, not too long, but I want to recap uh, what I shared some weeks back for the benefit of those who um, didn't hear this word. And then I want to conclude where I left off. And then I want, at the end, to have some time of, of prayer, um, which I think is important for the Lord to be able to really speak to us as the Holy Spirit ministers. I want to read the scripture that I read before, Matthew chapter 25. I'm reading from verse 14 to 30. But before I go into that scripture, a reminder again of our vision, which is for us to be ready for the Lord's return. What I'm sharing is all part of being ready because whatever God has given to you, when you stand before him, he's going to ask you about those things he's given to you. We know that we are witnesses of him and that we are required to share his gospel, to speak to those around us and be a, to be a witness of his death and his resurrection. But on top of that, things that God has given to us, which is the giftings that I'm going to go into, God expects us to use those giftings to his glory. And one day we'll stand before him and we have to give an account of those giftings. So being ready for the Lord's return, how we use our gifts is also a very significant part of being ready. Amen. So Matthew chapter 25, I'm reading from verse 14 to 30. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who received two gained two more also. But he who received the one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy, joy of the Lord. He also who had two, received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered me two talents. Look, I have gained two more besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he who received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you had not sown and gathering where you had not scattered seed. 
And I was afraid and went and I hid your, your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But the Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I had not scattered seed. So ought you to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him. Give it to him who had 10 talents. For everyone who has more will be taken, given and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen. This scripture reminds us of how God is. God is, an, is, is the original businessman. We know different entrepreneurs and all that kind of stuff. God created all of them. But God is the original businessman because you and I are God's greatest investment. The way that he created us, he, he invested in us himself because his Holy Spirit lives in us. And because of us being his investment, he expects a return on the investment that he has made in us or through us. And the scriptures explain that the gifts that God has given to us, they are not for us. They are for others. But it also requires us to be faithful with our giftings. So it's important that when we recognize our giftings, God expects us to be faithful with those gifts. So I, I said last time that every one of us has a gift. Every single one of us has been given gifts from God to advance God's kingdom and to serve humanity. And just like that parable that I read, um, as I said before, each and every one of us will give an account when we stand before God. And we have to explain to God how we used our giftings to advance his kingdom. I mentioned about the fact that we all have different needs. Every one of us has different types of needs. Physical needs as well as emotional and psychological needs. And I mentioned a few of them, which I'll quickly go over. And I identified eight needs um, that we all have in common. First one was every, every human has a, a sense, a need of a sense of purpose. In other words, we need to feel that we were born to achieve something. Secondly, I said that every human needs a sense of value. In other words, we need to feel valued in different contexts, at home, at work, etc. There's a sense of value that has been uh, placed in us. I said that every human needs to feel a sense of significance. So that every human needs to have, needs to, needs to, has a need to be recognized. You know, I mentioned before that if somebody was to ignore you, you would make a note of it. Because there's a, there's a need within us to be recognized within a certain context. Number five, I said every human needs a sense of meaning. Again, everyone wants to recognize that there's a meaning that they have in their lives or concerning the things that they're doing. Rather, you don't want to be thinking that you're just doing things for the sake of it. So everybody had a sense of, had a need for a sense of meaning. Six, I said every human needs to feel a sense of fulfillment or accomplishment. So whatever you're doing, you do it knowing that there's an element of fulfillment or accomplishment from doing uh, a particular type of thing, be it work, be it with your family, etc. I mentioned that every human uh, wants to exercise a need of personal power. And I mentioned that this wasn't about power in terms of of uh, you know, wanting to dominate something. But this was to do with power over your circumstances, power over things around you. And when everyone 
whenever you feel a sense of powerlessness, it's a damaging thing. Where, for example, when you have an issue with your health and you're no longer able maybe to even walk around or so, you feel powerless because you, you want to have control over a certain part of yourself. And when you don't have that control, you feel powerless. So every person has a need to exercise personal power. And then finally, I said that every human has a sense or has a need for success. Nobody here wants to deliberately fail when they do something. We all have a need to be successful in whatever thing that God has given to us. I see the important thing I mentioned is that with each of these needs that we have, the giftings that God has given to us, as we use those giftings to serve uh, our people around us and to advance God's kingdom, those giftings help us to actually bring a sense of fulfillment. And they, all the needs that I mentioned, as you serve God's kingdom, as you advance his kingdom, as you serve humanity, they are able to fulfill all of these needs that I mentioned. So your gifting as you use them, they give you a sense of fulfillment. They give you a sense of purpose. Um, they give you a sense of, you know, having an element of being in control because these are the gifting that God has given to you. And as I mentioned before, the gifting that God has given to you, he doesn't take them away. Once he has deposited a gift in you, it is with you. Um, it is with you as long as the Lord wants it to be with you. Romans eleven twenty nine. So the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. God deposits a gift in you or giftings in you, and He does not take them away. I also mentioned that a gift is something that can never be learnt. God doesn't sit you down and explain to you this is how the gift is going to operate. He gives that gift in you, and then you function and operate with that gift in. Now, we spoke about different ones like Michael Jackson and different ones that just have a natural gift when it comes to singing and dancing. No one taught him that gift. It was just there within him. And then he expressed it as he went about doing, doing that gift. And it's the same with us. But even though that gift cannot be learnt, God wants us to refine that gift. And I'll explain a bit more later as to what, it, what I mean by refining your gift. I mentioned that your gift gives you, again, gives you value. It gives you a source of, um, yeah, it gives you a source of uh, value or so. Um, and it's something that when you recognize your gift, you will never follow the crowd. When you see people doing a whole load of things, when you know what your gifting is, you won't just follow people doing what they're doing because you'll follow what your gifting is leading you to do. And it's important to recognize your gift because it helps you to know the things that you need to do. You know, for some of us, when you get a revelation of what your gifting is, you will make some changes to your life. Maybe some of you may know what your giftings are, but maybe there's an, because remember, God doesn't just give us one. Remember the, the power of the talent, one at five, one at two. There are different types of giftings. Maybe you may, you may identify maybe one gift, and then over, as your life goes on, other giftings may come to light that you identify, that you can function with. And as you recognize your giftings, as I said before, you may start to make changes to your life. The career that you're doing, you, you may now try, decide to change it because your gifting now that you recognize, you now get, because you get that sense of fulfillment, you now want to function and operate in your career through that gifting. I know the young people are not here, but even they're studying, I speak to my children about the courses that they want to do. 
and I speak to them because I can see their giftings and I mention to them, These, this is what I see. And when, they re- when it resonates with them, they're now thinking about, okay, this is what I, maybe I should look into do in terms of a career because your gifting gives you fulfillment, not money. You know, sometimes when we're in school, we look at you know, the most lucrative thing to do at times as opposed to what is it that I, that's my gift. It's not the same as what you're interested in because when I was younger, I was interested in many things but they were not my giftings. You know, when I was, when I was in school, I, wanted to, I, I had about five careers I wanted to do. I wanted to initially wanted to be a journalist, then I wanted to be an architect, then I wanted to be a footballer, then I wanted to, I can't remember the other ones, but those are the three that I remember. And I was making decisions based on all those type of things because I was interested in those things. But the interest, as you know, sometimes it disappears because it was just a seasonal thing. But your gifting is not seasonal. Your gifting stays and remains with you. Proverbs 18, 16 says, A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before kings or before the systems of the world. It's so important. Your gifting makes room for you. Like I mentioned before that um, this word, I was listening to Mars Monroe who initially um, kind of gave this word and he was speaking about his gifting about just speaking to people about their purpose and their own giftings and you know um, giving people and reminding people about their goals and etc and his gifting made room for him to the point where he was you know being paid like £10,000 an hour to come and just to share to different companies because they saw his gift and his gift was making room for him 2 Corinthians 4, 7 to 9, I read this before, it says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Amen. In other words, no matter what you go through in life, your gift will still remain. God forbid this week you can get fired from your job, but they cannot fire your gift. You know, you may lose your business, but your gifting you cannot lose because your gifting remains with you. First Peter 4, reading from verse 10 to 11, it says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. It says, use them well to serve one another said do you have a gift of speaking then speak as though God himself was speaking through you do you have a gift of helping others do it with all your strength and energy that God supplies then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ all glory and power to him forever and ever amen so this is the word of God, speaking to us about our gifts. So when I spoke, I, I, I concluded on how to find our gifts. And I want to continue this and then I then want to pray afterwards. So let me go into this now, how to find our gifts. I think I started with the first one. But I made some points first. Firstly, 
Now, keep repeating this. Note that your gift is not for you. I cannot keep stressing this enough. It is for others. Proverbs 24 says, may he give you the desires of your heart. Psalms 37.4 said, delight yourself also in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. So the first thing I mentioned about identifying your gift is that your gift can be identified through the desires in your heart. So what is your desire? Your desire is not the same as an interest, as I mentioned before, because the interest can pass. But part of a desire is that you are willing to sacrifice whatever it takes in order for that desire to be to come to pass. For example, you may desire to, let's say, see families joined together. Or you may desire to see men and women empowered. You may desire to see, you know, um, children educated in places where there's no education. You know, some people, because of their desire, they've made sacrifices. People have left their jobs. They've left the country that they reside in. And they've gone to another country and they've built schools because they desired to educate young people. So what is your desire? If you can identify your desire, you can help to identify one of your giftings. Number two, another way to identify your gift is through the things that you hate or make you angry. This is an interesting one. The things that you hate or make you angry. For example, you may hate seeing people ill. And because of that, you have a desire in you to pray for them, to receive healing. Or you may get angry or hate seeing people homeless. And because of that, you have a desire within you to help the homeless, to receive, you know, accommodation and, and other forms of help. Or you may hate injustice. When you see that somebody has been mistreated and hang, anger and hate rise up in you because of what you've seen that you may have a gift in you to be used to bring some kind of policy to bring justice to those who are forgotten in that area. To identify what makes you angry, the things that you hate, that's an identification of your gifting. Number three, another way that you can identify your gift is by noting what people come to you for. What do the things people come to you for? Sometimes people may come to you because they need advice. So when things are happening, they come to you and they sit you down and say, listen, this is the situation. You know what? Please, what do you think? That's an indication of your gifting. Or they may come to you whenever they really feel down and discouraged. And they come to you and then when they finish talking to you, they feel energized and encouraged. And they feel refreshed and restored again. That's an indication of the gifting that you have. What, what is it that people come to you for? See, it's important that we cannot fulfill our gifting without staying connected to God. It may sound obvious, but it's so important. 
the connection that you have with God will ensure that your gift is maintained and used in the way that he wants it to, to be. And coupled with that as well, being interacting and fellowshipping with people is also important when it comes to using your gift. Because if you separate from God, your gifting will not function properly. If you separate from people, the very people that God wants you to use that gifting to bless and minister to, your gifting will not function properly. So it's important that first and foremost, that with your gifting, that your connection with God, that you keep it. You make sure that that is in place. But also with your people, those around you, that you remain in fellowship with the people around you so that your gifting can be used correctly. You know, I mentioned before that the gift of the, of the fish is swimming. But without water, how can the fish function? And it's the same with us. If we're not connected to God, our giftings cannot function. Number four, or the fourth way to identify your gifting is by discovering or identifying your unique abilities. Now, this one, again, is interesting because if you read Matthew 25, 15, it says, and to one he gives five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on the journey. So the talents were given according to their own ability. So if you understand your own unique abilities that you have, that is also a way to identify your gift. Think about how the things that you do, that others come to you, and to you it's just easy, it's simple. That is an identification of your giftings that God has given to you. Again, you may have an example to help people feel encouraged. You may have an ability to multitask. You can do so many things at once. There's examples in the Bible of those that God had given unique giftings to. And one of them is Daniel in the Bible. Daniel chapter 1, verse 17, it says this. It says, as for these four young men, and it's the four men were Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It says, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And it says, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. This was a unique ability that God gave to Daniel to be able to interpret dreams and visions. So there are things that God has given to you, to you and I that at times we don't realize. And it's important for us to recognize, take time out and recognize and let's say, Lord, speak to me. Let me identify and know these abilities and these giftings that you have given to me. Because sometimes when we go about our day-to-day -day life and we're doing the routine and the mundane day-to-day, -day, because we don't take time to reflect, at times we, we see that what we do at times is not even a gifting because we just think, oh, that's just what I do. But at times, it's a gift. That's why I said one of them is about where you recognize what people come to you for. And you may not even realize that people keep coming to you either for advice, keep coming to you for encouragement, keep coming to you for a particular thing. But it's your gifting that they're drawing from you. And you, at times, you don't even realize it because you're just thinking, okay, yeah, come down, let's, sit, let's listen. 
etc. But they're drawing from your gifting. Number five, the fifth way to understand or identify your gifting is the expression of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in your life. This is another way to identify your gifting. The expression of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'll quickly go through them. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one, one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works at all things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. The gifts of the Spirit has been given to each one of us to use, and I've just named and listed them. And there's an interesting story that um, when I was listening to Mars Monroe's word with regards to this, uh, this topic, um, he gave the story that this woman came to him at the end of, the, of one of his services, and the woman was in tears. And she was saying that um, her job had just let her go. And they gave her her last pay packet, which was not even that much. And um, she said she doesn't know what to do because I think she was a widow. She had two children. Obviously, she had school fees to pay, etc. And she was saying, Pastor, I, I just don't know what to do. This is my last pay packet. I don't have any other skills. What can I do? And he received a word of wisdom at that point. And he said to her, do you still have your oven at home? And she said, yeah, yes, I still have my oven. He said, okay. And he remembered, apparently some years back, that she baked him some cookies. So his word of wisdom was for her, and he said to her this, he said, listen, I want you to use the money that they're giving to you, um, pay for ingredients for cookies, and then go back, make, make cookies for all of the employees um, at the workplace. Go back to your workplace on a Monday and give out the cookies to those that are in your, in your workplace. And she looked at him and she said, I don't really want to go back there because the way that they told me to leave I didn't really want to go back. And he said, listen, listen, this is the word I'm giving to you. If you obey this word, you'll see what God will do for you. So then she said, okay. So she went home, bought the ingredients, made the cookies. And on Monday, she went into her workplace, gave the cookies out to everybody. So she got home. Apparently, the following day when she got home, she had a call from one of her former managers. And they said, wow, your cookies were amazing. Can we order... Um, I can't remember how, 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 the number, but they said, we want to order a certain amount of cookies. And they said, we'll pay. So then she got the, the message. She said, wow, okay. So she came home, made more of the cookies, went back to the workplace and gave the cookies. When she went back now, she received like 200 orders. To cut a long story short, she, had, she, had, she, she used, basically, she, the orders that she received meant that she had to get more people to help her. So, she now had to purchase another oven because her oven at home was not big enough. She purchased an industrial oven. She made more of the cookies. She got even more orders. She then now had to leave her home and go to uh, use a factory to do her cookies. To cut a long story short, 
her cookies basically were, were being sold in local supermarkets to the point where she ended up being a, mil a millionaire. This is, this is a, a true story. And this woman came back about probably a year or so or, or after. I think she left the church for a time and then she came back to the church. And um, apparently Mars Monroe said that this woman came to him after service with a bag. And, um, and Mars Monroe hadn't even seen this woman since that whole um, uh, inter interchange that they had about giving her this word. And a woman came and had a bag and gave him the bag and had cookies in it, but also had an envelope in it. And then she explained to him the whole story about how that she had, you know, she left after she, he gave her that word that she did, she obeyed, um, but she wasn't coming to the church. But she, he, she explained everything that happened and all the, the fact that she had lost a job, but now she has a business. She's employing about 100 odd people. Um, that her, 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 her cookies are sold in supermarkets, etc. And with the cookies that she gave him, she gave him an envelope that had a check of, I think, about £100,000 or so. And she was saying, thank you so much that you gave me this word. And I was so fearful and so, um, what's the word? So that she was so proud. She didn't want to go back because of how they made her feel when she left. But because of the word that she gave, she obeyed and she went back. And through obeying that word, she now is like a, a multi-millionaire. But see, that came from a word of wisdom from Mars Monroe. He saw something within her that she didn't see herself. Just a cookie, cookies that she made for him. He then said to her, go back and make those cookies for your workplace. And now she's reaping the rewards. So the, the functioning of the gifts of the spirit within you, when they operate, you see what God will do. Finally, number six, your gift can be identified through prayer. And I want to home in on this one because um, I want to close very soon. When you pray, God can reveal and show you anything that he desires to. So this whole talk of gifting, obviously pray for yourself and God will reveal it to you. But I want to take advantage of praying for each other. And my belief is that as we pray for you, if you're here, you don't know what your giftings are. I want to use time before we end for you to come and some of the ministers will come and also we will pray with you for God to identify and reveal your giftings to you. Those online, don't worry, we'll pray for you as well if you don't know what your gifting is. But it's important that we give time to pray because God is going to reveal to us what your giftings are and this can be done through prayer. So before we do that, there's some Things I just want to mention, some key points with regards to your giftings. Number one, have a vision for your gift. If your gift is healing, then have a goal that each person that you come into contact with, that they'll be healed, they'll be restored, they'll be ministered to, they'll be saved, they'll be baptized, and they'll become a member of a church. It may not be this church, but they'll become a, a member of whatever body of Christ that God wants them to be. But have a vision for your gift. Number two, believe that you have the ability to function in that gift. One thing that, that will stop you from functioning in your gift is doubt as well as fear. But when you believe that the gift God has given to you, that God will use you to operate in that gift, both doubt and fear will be dispelled. So believe that God will use and develop your gifting in you. Number three, have a plan to develop your gift or refine your gift. I mentioned that before about refining your gift. What I mean by that is that 
you, you go about growing in knowledge about the particular areas of your gifting that you have. So you read, you listen to messages, you take yourself on seminars with regards to that gift if there's one available. And you also you find somebody that may be already established in that gifting and help them to mentor you in that area. So that's how you refine your gift. Number four, be careful about from, of people who may try to dilute or water down or even destroy your gift. Now, unfortunately, um, there are people in your life, probably even right now, or at some point in your, in your life, in future, that may come into your life, that unfortunately will fit this category, that they may try to destroy your gift or water down or dilute your gift. And it's not nice to say that, but unfortunately, um, you know, there are people like that around. You know, I heard this very interesting phrase that um, someone said about friends, and it says this. It says, friends are like a maths equation. It says, some will add to you, some will take away from you, some will divide you, and some will multiply you. And the important thing is that you need to identify your friends that add to you and multiply you and hold on to them. But you also need to identify friends that take away from you and divide you and stay away from them because they're not going to be helping, helpful to you. Number five, persevere to bring forth your gift or to help your gift to be established. Number six, pray over your gift daily. Pray for wisdom, pray for guidance, and pray that God will help you to refine your gift. And then finally, number seven, pray over your role in God's kingdom. We all have a role to play when it comes to the kingdom of God. But let God speak to you about how he wants you to function with your gifting within his kingdom. Amen. Time is gone. I want us now to pray. Just bow your heads now, and I want you just to speak to the Lord. But I want to give an opportunity for those who are here and also those online. If you do not know what your giftings are, I want you to just lift your hands. And if I want you to come to the front so we can pray with you. If you have no idea, if you don't know what your giftings are, it's not, it's not, don't worry about whether you know it or not because it's not something that is necessarily readily apparent. There are many of us, I'm sure, that do not know or unsure what their giftings are. And I believe the Lord wants to use us to help to identify those giftings. So if you are here and you're not sure what your giftings are, just come to the front and we can pray with you.